Pornhub. Pornhub. The Pornhub Podcast. Hey, Natasha. Hi, Anza. This is my first time recording a podcast with video, so I'm feeling like a little weirdly self-conscious. Um, you look amazing. I'm like, how do I how do I even sit? Okay, there we go. Okay, this is this is good. Um, so you are Pornhub's newest brand ambassador. Yay! Welcome to the team. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So, it's an honor to be amongst you girls. I'm like, you're welcome. Not my place to say that at all. Um, but I, I, I'm so excited that you're officially on with us. Um, you and I actually became friends, I think like kind of right, not too long before we recorded that first interview, right? Yes, totally. Um, and I don't know, that was like one of my favorite things to kind of like come out of this whole like COVID quarantine, all this, like this whole situation is like, I made a new friend in you. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Me too. I'm so (laughs) glad we got to connect and get to know each other outside of work while we just from not seeing each other in crazy events and, you know, award shows and, you know, to see the real person. Cause you know, in those award shows and stuff, it's not really us as well. We're in our work mode. A thousand percent. It's almost like, like you're on for those things and like, you're just this version of yourself. Um, not that it's like totally fake or anything, but yeah, you're like in work mode and, you know, you're networking and meeting fans and like you're kind of your best version of yourself. Whereas when you really get to know us, we're not always the best versions of ourselves. <laughs> so glamorous either. Like, yeah. uh, in that, in those, uh, you know, we have on tons of makeup and those <laughs> things when we're signing and filming. It's like, wow. <laughs> it's that yes exactly um so hold on i love how there's a siren because i don't even know if that's you or me but that is city living for you i'll wait for it to pass actually for one second um <laughs> okay and it's gone i feel like we're on a porn set all over again right <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, like, so much has happened for you since we last talked. Um, I think we should probably, like, I kind of wanted this episode to be kind of like an update on your Pornhub brand ambassadors. So maybe, like, rather than, like, a conventional interview, like, we should just, like, kind of talk about ourselves and, I don't know, like, let people know what we've been up to. And obviously with you, your whole fucking life has changed since we last spoke because not only with, you know, the brand ambassador stuff, but, like, you have had a huge few months and you've basically, we were talking in the last interview in case anyone hasn't heard about your career as a supermodel and then your career as a porn star, right? And like how those two things kind of never can mix um, because the porn side, the sex work side is would, would be so damaging to the supermodel side. Um, and you have, you know, like you use a completely different name for porn and all this stuff. So like, can we talk about 
about what happened there? Yes, we can. We can. So after your podcast that we did, of course, um, Andrew Richardson uh, wanted to get in contact with me. He heard the podcast. He was interested in getting in contact with me and shooting me for the magazine. So like he contacted me and he was really sweet. You put us in contact and he was really sweet and he offered me the magazine and, and you know, and then he wanted me to do fully nude. And it was in a fashion. Well, I know his magazine is like a sex magazine, but it was sh- going to be shot by this very huge fashion photographer that everybody knows. And he does like all the big campaigns. And so it was going to end at the interview. I was going to have a full-blown interview with another person in fashion that I know very well, that knows me, my model side. And he never even knew I worked into adult and I was this personality. So I, I thought about it. I went back and forth because it was actually, it was going against everything that I was about at the moment. And he, when he, when Andrew Richardson contacted you for the magazine, like, um, he, he was contacting you as Natasia, right? Like he wanted Natasia on the cover. Yes. He wanted Natasia. Exactly. And I was like, okay, if we're going to do this and like, this can also like jump, I can use this for my other career. And I can also use it as like a, a bridge. Like finally I can bring the gaps together and the most, most professional, beautiful, artistic way that no, and to claim my story before like anybody else goes out there mm-hmm. and tries to expose me. And because it's happened before, like people try to expose me in my other industries, like uh, guys will try to like email my agent, some random person like Eve Wong's my agent, like, oh, you know, Dominique Silver is Natasha Dreams you know, escort, blah, 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 blah. And like, luckily my agents know already. And like, I'm very transparent with everybody who I work with. And, but like re- people really tried to sabotage me. So I, it was like a really heavy weight on my shoulders to finally be able to just like claim the story, tell my side of the story from my horse, from the horse's mouth. And until like, you know, the reason why I had to do what I had to do, it was a, it was a method of survival. You know, I didn't have so many options and, you know, a girl had to survive. Mm-hmm. So I did what I had to do. And at the end of the day, I think that's what helped me out because I didn't shy from it. I didn't deny it. I owned up to it because at the end of the day, it was a thing of survival. Right now, at my age, I've surpassed the life expectancy of a Black trans woman. Like, I'm not even supposed to be alive. What is, so, what is the life expectancy? 35. Jesus, is yes. that because of like Violence, murder? Okay, drugs and suicide, and yeah. Is that is that different than a non-black trans woman? Mm-hmm. Younger, the non-black is no. It's like they they can they have a longer lifespan. No, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, for for black trans women, the life expectancy is shorter. Yeah. Totally. 35 years old, 35. that's how long we're supposed to live. That's at the maximum a black trans woman survives statistically. That's fucking yeah. nuts. That's so yeah. young. Right. So I'm out here and I'm like, you know what? I can't let this story and my fight and my struggle like go in vain. So I just claimed up to it. 
And like I shot the pictures and when I saw them, they were like so beautiful. He gave me the cover. It's like a full spread. Did you know that it was going to be the cover right away? Not right away. I didn't. I didn't know. And Can I tell like, you something? Yeah. I knew. You did? <laughs> I knew that he wanted to give you the cover. When he asked for your number, He, I knew that he was thinking of making it the cover. And he was like, you can't say shit, though, obviously, you know. Um, and then, like, pretty much right after he spoke to you, he was like, yeah, I want it to be the cover. Um, so, I mean, like, how do you feel, like, since that story has come out or since that cover for anyone out there that doesn't know, Andrew Richardson um, does a publication, Richardson Mag- Magazine, and it comes out once like every couple years, right? It's a very, very special thing. I think this was issue 10. 10. This mm-hmm. was number 10. Um, previous cover models have been Kim Kardashian, Black China, um, Tori Black. Um, it, it's uh Belladonna, Sasha it's Gray. Sasha yeah. Gray. So it's Anna Jameson was number one. It, it's um, always been this thing of like kind of blending the sex world with the mainstream. Like it's people who kind of um, he generally chooses people that kind of like ride that line, right, or blur the line. Um, and and it's a beautiful, beautiful like it's a work of art. The magazine. And it's absolutely a fucking honor to be asked to be on the cover, right? I mean, wow! And you are you're the first trans woman to be on the cover. I'm the first trans woman. Yeah. Are you the first black woman to be on the cover? I'm no black China. Oh right, duh! I just said that. Yeah, I think, but yeah. So it's it's a big deal, and it's like it's definitely like in the mainstream in a way that you know, just a regular porno magazine is not, right? Like like being on the cover of like Penthouse doesn't have it's it's obviously amazing, but it's not the same thing. Um which is why you yeah. were so concerned about this is gonna be it. Like this is your big coming out. <laughs> literally what it was literally taking it was literally taking out all my skeletons out of all my the closet and just shining a light on every dark corner. Every secret, every crevice that I have, I was so vulnerable. So, like, I don't think I've ever been so vulnerable. What did that process feel like? I I know, like, you and I were in touch, like, pretty much throughout the whole process. Like, I I remember you going out to LA and like all this stuff. But like, do you like? Were you? Is it like fifty fifty excited and nervous, or like? So honestly, I didn't know the magnitude of what it was. Like I knew that it was like a cover of a magazine. I knew it was an interview. I knew I was shooting with this photographer. I knew Shane Oliver was interviewing me. And I know these are like really heavy hitters, but I don't think it, it didn't really settle in. So when I'm going through the process, like when we did the interview, for example, was here in New York before I had been met Andrew. And it was, we just sat down with wine and cheese and crackers. So imagine wine and cheese and crackers and a video recording, like a recording us. We sat there for eight hours. Yeah. We were there for eight hours, just like drinking and talking and recording and eating and talking, talking. So Ezra, the editor, she had to condense all of that into the interview that they have there. And so then 
I get to LA and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I'm in LA. I'm shooting, you know. And like at this point, like you're doing the interview, like, are you thinking like, all right, now that I've done the interview portion, like, that's it. Like my life has changed. Yeah. I'm like, people are going to read this and be like, wow, you know, I can't believe she did that. Or, oh, I can't believe that she's that person. Or I can't, I was like, you know, but I was like, this is the story and I'm going to be the one to tell it. So I just told everything. I told my whole story, I, the, everything they asked me. And I was just like, you, honestly, at that point, it was just so liberating. I've been holding this secret inside for what? The whole, my whole life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I've been balancing the both, modeling here, porn over here, and keeping it such a secret. And it was so stressful. So finally, when I got to tell everything and get it off my chest, I'm like, wow, it was like 10 pounds lighter off of my chest. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is like, and I was like, I hope, you know, that this can be inspiration to other people to follow their dreams and, and don't get discouraged. And I just let it off like that. I was just like me writing my diary and I just unloaded unloaded everything. And it was so liberating. But at the same time, like I said, I was so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like this can go either way. I'm talking with my agent, you know, and my modeling agent. And I'm like, this can go either way. Like I can be ruined and like nobody want to work with me or both. And it was kind of like, it, it, it was weird because it could it should have gotten more press than it should have. And it should have had more power than it should have. But what happens? What? It's I'm a black trans woman. And the reality of it is we're still suppressed in oh. all industries. In all industries. <sighs> so it's kind of like, it was disappointing at the time because I'm like, wow, you know, this is really going to like, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it was like, it came out and it was a big buzz. I got a lot of support, but I feel like if I was a white trans mm-hmm. woman, it would have went a lot further. It would have been even bigger, you think? Yeah, I guarantee that. I guarantee that. So it's that's the reality of it. It's my truth. It's what I, my skin, I have to live in it. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I, it's fucked up, and but there's really nothing I can do about it besides talk about it and share my experience. But yeah, then when I got to, I didn't realize until like when I got to set and I was in LA and like I finally got to meet Andrew. Well, I met Andrew the night before and when we're on set and just seeing like he had, he they rented out this whole like um, restaurant and they had like wardrobe. They had this whole corner of wardrobe, which is funny because I wore a G-string yeah. the whole time and heel, and then I was naked. Yeah, so I was going like, to say, did you even wear a G-string? Yeah, I wore a G-string for one shot, which is the cover, and that was <laughs> And the whole other time, I'm naked, so I'm like, Yo, they had like 300 pieces of lingerie, <laughs> like 200 shoes, and I'm like... I wore the same thing. And then the team. It was the team for me. Like, the makeup artist, the hairdresser. I was like, wow, these people are all here for me. Mm-hmm. Like, this whole thing, this whole production is set up for me. That's how I feel when I do a gangbang. <laughs> I'm like, everyone is here for me. Yes. Isn't that the best feeling? I'm like, Natasha, I know exactly how you feel shooting that cover because I've done a gangbang before. <laughs> oh my God, I want to do one too. 
Cool. Okay, wait. We can talk more about gangbangs later, but I want to hear Okay. So we get to the shoot, and it's just like, of course, like, you know, I'm, and it's okay. So this is interesting because I don't know if maybe I'm, I would love to share this. When I go, and, and it's hard as being me who I am, mm-hmm. and, and some, you know, I work in both industries. So when I'm in sex, I'm sex. But when I'm in fashion, I'm turned off of sex. Like, I'm not sexy. I'm not, you know, I'm not opening my poses. So it's very confusing when I was on set to be, you know, naked and not vulgar, you know, and not feel. So it was, I was really uncomfortable to be on. Wait, can I I tell you, I I can completely almost relate to that because I, I mean, I imagine like yours was on a much more extreme version, but like for anyone that doesn't know when we're on a porn set, we're arching our back to make our asses look bigger. We are like posing our bodies in a way that looks very, very flattering to like, and sexy, right? It's the opposite of like what you see in a fashion magazine. It's like, because in fashion, like I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's a lot more awkward looking, but like that's the beauty of it, right? Kind of. Yeah, it's like the lines and everything. And, and like, like more hunched over shoulders. Yeah. Everyone like wants to appear thinner, whereas in porn we're trying to be more like voluptuous. And yes. it's it's a very, very different thing. Also, like, I don't know, like even like when I have to take pictures and clothes, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what looks good with this piece of clothing hanging on me. Whereas like, if I were in lingerie, I know exactly what to do. Like, you know, the poses. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm naked here on the floor. And and it's like, also, it's also, I'm naked and there's like everybody there. Right. At one point it was like the photographer, Andrew, the assistant of this, it was like probably like 15 people on set. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, this is my first time on a fashion set nude my penis is out and I'm like, and Andrew, he's amazing because he sensed it. And in the first shot, he's like, okay, everybody get out. What are we doing here? You out, you out, you oh, out, you mm-hmm. out, you out. Cause he can sense it and he made it so comfortable. And like, I shot those pictures on the floor in that studio and it, you can't, it looks like I'm in the process of work of art. So what do you feel like, wh- which direction do you feel like you went? Like, did you go the fashion route or did you go the porno route? Or like, did you find a whole new? Well, at the beginning, I, su- I suppressed, that's what I want to say. I suppressed my sex so much. And then like Andrew wanted me to give like a sexy look, but I'm, I had pushed it, I suppressed it all the way down. Like it took me like, took me a good like five shots to get it back up. Yeah. Because then, you know, when I'm in fashion, I'm in fashion and I know how to give you your shots that you want for fashion. And like you said, when it's in porn, it's porn and you know how to give your shots mm-hmm. in porn. So I'm trying to give them a fashion shot, but they want it sexy, but they don't want it too sexy because, you know, it's Natasha, but I'm it's fashion. So it was like really confusing. And it took like a couple takes, like the the cover, he's like, okay, I want you to look at the camera like it's a guy that you want to hook up with. But like, in my mind, I'm just like fashion, fashion, I can't yeah. be too sexy, I can't be too sexy. So it took me like a little bit to bring it back up. Not to mention like the porno version of like looking at a guy you want is like, it's so like, it's basically, it's like your finger in your mouth, like I your tongue know. is out. Like yeah. it's, it's not like a regular picture where it's like just have a little bit of Look. love and lust in your eyes. Like, no, it's <laughs> super obvious. So he's like, yeah. and I'm like, okay. So then finally, like I got the shot, like after the fifth time and I was like, okay. 
And then I had to suppress it back down again because then it was like body shots that were super uncomfortable. Like, oh, get on your knees and go like this. And it's a fucking concrete floor. And I'm like, with the line, it's just, it was all about the lines and the shadows. And it hurts so bad. I'm not going to lie. My body after that shoot was like dead. Yeah. But then when I saw those shots, honey. They're, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. So I didn't know that. I was like, is that me? Like, who is that? Like, what is that? Is you say that, but you're also wearing like the least amount of makeup ever. Like, it's you're like, you're so naked. <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't even recognize myself to imagine. Like, I'm like, wow, like the way that he captured me. No one's captured me like that. Oh, that's what that. Is. It was gorgeous. No one's captured. So, so like the so the magazine comes out a few months later, and then like, mm-hmm. um, and I know I remember like in the meantime you're just kind of like waiting for it to come out. Like you are sitting on this huge secret once again. Um, you can't tell anyone, and then it comes out, and like, what is what? What do you feel was like the reaction from? Well, okay, first of all, what do you feel like was the reaction from within the industry? Like, do you feel like people um, were supportive, like, in porn? Yeah, no, I got so much support. Yeah, everybody, like, reached out to me. They're like, wow, congratulations. Everybody went and got the merchandise and was, like, showing me and tagging me. And, like, I got the most kind words. Like, I think when the magazine came out, I think the day it came out, I literally cried because I was just, like, so grateful I'm like so happy to be able to be represented after fighting so hard to just have like be seen, to be appreciated, to be heard. Like, and then like, I was getting like the sweetest messages from people that were like, you know what, thank you so much. I needed this story like to get me going on. Like you give me strength, like you're so beautiful on the inside. I'm so happy that you're still around, like to keep, giving us hope and inspiration, trans people, straight people, you know, and it just really made me feel, it it was such an amazing experience. Like I can't describe how it made me feel. And I just sat in my bed and I cried and I cried and I just think, and I'm like, you know, I'm so happy for this moment. I'm so appreciative. I thank you. I thank Andrew. I thank everybody. Yeah. I can only imagine also like after years and years of like carrying that huge secret and it's just, you're like, you're done, right? Like it's. God, it was so liberating. And to know that people were like reciprocating and everybody's like, yeah, I read your interview. I read your interview. I read your interview. They're like, you know, the, we thought the pictures were good, but it was the interview. And I was like, wow, like it just really touched my heart. And I was just so thankful and so grateful. And also, liberated yeah so liberated like I've never so and then I'm like okay you know come what may this is what it is everything is out you can't act like you know I didn't try to hide anything I didn't try to deny anything this is what it is and you take it or you leave that yeah what about the reaction from the fashion side of things like so that's that's where it was like a little shaky like the fashion side I thought and even Andrew we spoke about it as well we thought it would get more of a buzz Mm -hmm. and it didn't and it's surprisingly so because it's like you know Glenn Lutchford and and Andrew and like you know but he's like 
it's the reality of it. And he's like, but you know what? I'm glad that I did it because and I'm taking the initiative and maybe can some people can lead by my example. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, this is what we needed. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what we needed. So I felt like it was mixed. Like, I think people were like, you know, this is black trans woman, trans, you know, like this is very, it's of the moment, it's now, but like as much as people are fighting for it, they really, it's still a hard pill to swallow, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Did it's anyone crazy. in the fashion side like react like negatively? Like has it affected your bookings? No, and that's what my agent, we were like waiting for like that moment like for the people like, oh, yeah, like, oh, no, we don't want to work with her because she's, you know, she did porn or whatever. But honestly, like, ever since it came out, then it was, like, slow. And then, like, I took a break off, which I will explain later. I took a break off. And so it's I fucking COVID. So, like, things are already weird. COVID. Yeah. So then I took a break off. And then um, the next year, like, this year, I came back to work. And I just booked a huge campaign. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah you did. You like, just did something like fucking huge. Oh, yeah, I, I won't. I'm like, I'm like, so I guess it didn't damage me. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like, do you and, think I know after this campaign, it's like, okay, so like, obviously, we don't want to give away what that is. Um, <laughs> but like, it's fucking huge. I want to say that it's, it's like really huge. I mean, like, I can only imagine, like, if I were a supermodel, like, like, I would, this is the kind of campaign that I would feel like, okay, I did it. I can retire now. Right. Now you're like, exactly. <laughs> I did I'm it. Good. They can't touch me. So yeah. Like. Now that, so that campaign, do you feel like, I mean, the, did they know? Like, had. I don't think they knew. You don't I think don't they think knew? They no, I don't think they did their research and diligence to find out. Like they just went, they just contacted me and they were like, you know, who is your chosen family? And I'm like, okay, these are my chosen family. They're like, okay. And then like it literally happened in a week. It happened so fast. I don't even think they had time to, even if they wanted you know to. And now it's done. Now it's done. I'm sure it's going to come out and they're going to be like, oh, but. I don't, I don't. I doubt it. I the the that that what okay the the thing that you shot to me is like in my mind it's so huge. There's no way there's not a whole team in my mind. There's there's no way there's not a whole team that's like in charge of that. Like they know they and I think I almost feel like they want it to leak in a huge way. You know what I mean. For them, yeah, as a brand, yeah. yeah. I don't know. They, I didn't get the sense on set, but you, like you said, you nowadays you never know. Yeah, you never, you never, never know. You so, never know. so, so all in all, like you seem like you're glad you you did it. Yeah, I, I don't mean the I'm, shoot. I, I mean like I the whole. You don't regret it. Yeah, no, I don't regret it. And I was waiting for the moment to do that to like help claim my story and that was like the perfect platform the perfect position the perfect timing mm-hmm. it just was perfect yeah like then everything else fell into play and I was like wow like and now it's like now it's I feel so like I said I feel so liberated I feel empowered like I have like you know these jobs on my resume with these huge photographers I'm like okay like 
now I'm kind now I'm kind of like a big idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm, like, okay, mm-hmm, like, I'm mm-hmm. a little bit of a big deal. I can kind of, you know, give myself a little pat on the back now. I'm like, okay, bitch, you out here. Yeah, so, like, do yeah. you feel like, actually, that's really interesting. Like, do you feel like it has, I mean, obviously you do and I do too. Like, it kind of changes your status and within our industry. And by our industry, I mean the porn industry. Like, like, I mean, porn's in a weird place right now, right? Like, not weird, but in an interesting place where, like, things are becoming like e- e- nothing is mainstream and everything is more mainstream like the the mainstream and niche like we're all starting to meld a little bit more um and i think it, it's a good thing that like i i think a lot of more people are hugely embarrassed that are you know like all these parts of the industry are so segregated um and by that i mean trans porn you know gay porn and mm-hmm. mainstream porn or slash straight porn, quote unquote, um, like before, like those were like kind of three separate categories, right? Um, yeah. And like now it's like, okay, that's that's like really kind of strange that we've just been like stuck in these ways and like those. And it wasn't like, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't all like, like, do you feel like, so, so in that sense, like this is kind of the perfect timing, right? Like for you to be rising on top in that way. For both worlds, yeah, mm-hmm. to, like, yeah, because, and also, like, now with, like, my directing and stuff, I want to bring fashion into porn. Like, I want it to be very glamorous, but more seductive, not so, I want to bring the art back to it. hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, okay, so I remember, like, you were talking before about how, you know, once you do this Richardson shoot, you seemed like you were kind of unsure, like, like, are you going to go back to shooting porn? Like, I know that you had signed this directing deal, like, before COVID. So mm-hmm. you've kind of been in the works with that. But, like, I think I think you mentioned that you're – with the directing, like, it's not – you don't have to shoot or you can shoot. It's not, like – it's not that kind of a contract, right? Yeah. So, like, are you – like, do you think you're going to go back to performing well, yeah, because now they like changed at the company and they're saying like you have to perform now in so order to direct. I, yeah, they want like the trans women like naked and having sex on if they're going to be in the scene. So I'm like, okay, which I was, I started to like um, find some new like talent and new ideas that I wanted to work with. And I kind of like, got a little bit back excited to shoot okay. because there was people that I haven't worked with and new ideas and like I also I wanted to bring like the whole fashion-y world in and mix it and try to get like some designers like to start like styling it you know some like fetish designers or like leather designers so I'm excited about that yeah so I want to shoot like a little bit more and then you know see how I feel I love that like how you're very like because I I feel this way, like, I'm like this too, like, like, whenever people are like, are you retired forever? I'm like, I don't know, like, who fucking knows forever? Like, I, if, first of all, if I ever thought I was doing anything forever, I wouldn't fucking tell any of you, because then you'd throw it in my face when I change my mind later. Right, like, yeah, remember you said that, blah, 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 Yeah. Blah, blah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, like, I, I think, I think we should all be afforded the, 
like the luxury of being like, you know what? It's whatever I fucking feel like. Like, yeah, it's my body. I want to play it by myself. ear. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I'll have my contract. I'll finish it, and if they ask me to extend it, I will, I'll can I'll get to that bridge when I'm there. I'll mm-hmm. see like how my modeling career is. I'll see how my money is. I'll see how the response is still. I'll gauge it like as that. But it kind of seems like so far, like it seems like so far you're kind of able to do both. Yeah, no, I'm really, and I'm surprised too because I'm like, okay, one career is going to do good and one career is going to be like whatever. And then both careers are like, yeah, no. And I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> I remember you and I were having this conversation where you were at kind of a crossroads and you were, this was before the magazine and you were like, I, I'm at the point where I need to choose one or the other. And you were kind of going yeah. back and forth and not totally sure like which, cause there's obviously pros and cons to both, but like, I love that the answer is so far is kind of like you can do both. Yeah, like nobody, I've no, like my agent knows everything. He doesn't come, like he, and he tells me, he's like, if they don't say anything to me, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. It's a very don't ask, don't tell type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I I hope, I hope that fucking continues. I mean. I think like after a certain point, like, because look at this girl, Chloe, Cherry, now she's in Euphoria. Yeah. We're everywhere. So like now, if someone if someone wanted to deny me for being a sex worker right now, it will come out bad on them. Yeah, because it's, we're very if we're ahead of the you want, you have to be ahead of the game. It's a, it's actually coming right up the bend where we're all gonna have liberty. You know how many of my model girlfriends? Let me tell you this: you know how many of my model girlfriends thanked me for being open about my sex work because I, they told me I freed them from their chains. You know, and I stopped them from feeling embarrassed about doing what they had to do to survive. Yeah. You know, a lot of my model friends told me that. And that means the world to me. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. They're like, thank you so for releasing us from our chains. And that was like, I'll never forget that. Yeah. I think one also like huge telltale sign of like how sex work is becoming more mainstream is like when I I first got into porn, like. Like porn stars and like, like porn stars did not want to identify as sex workers. Do you know what I mean? Like it was kind of like mm-hmm. escorts or sex workers. And mm-hmm. it's almost like escorts, porn stars and strippers. They all wanted to stay in their own corner and judge the other two kind of thing. Right. That's and right. like, yeah, yeah. and like, and I think like, it, it's it's like that Spider-Man meme of like everyone pointing at each other. Like we're all... Yeah. <laughs> Like, we're all fucking for money. <laughs> what is literally what is the difference, right? So, yeah, we're getting sex and we're working, we're getting paid. So, it's sex work. Yeah. So, I think that's like also a huge telltale sign of like, or the sign of the times, right? Like, we're. I think so. Yeah. Like, people are just like, who cares now? Like, it is what it is. Yeah. It's true. My thing is, like, if someone wanted to judge me for surviving and doing what I had to do for survival, I don't want to work with those people anyway. Because where were those companies? Where were those people at when I was down and out mm-hmm. and I needed to survive and put a roof over my head and food in my refrigerator? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. See, so how can you sit there and judge me for doing what I had to do 
before and to get to where I am now, to be able to present myself to you for you to be able to choose me or not, you know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because like sex work is one of those things where like, okay, like people already judge sex work, right? Like the outside world, like they already fucking think like we're pieces of shit for doing sex work. And then there's like a whole subset of like people who, and then there's people who support sex work, but there's like a subset of people who support sex work that are like, if you're doing it for survival, then you're a bad person. Like, it's almost like you have to love your job. You have to like, it has to be your passion. And that's true for a lot of people. Like a lot of people choose sex work. And I'm so glad that people can see that like, there are the, there are those of us that choose sex work, right? Like we wanted to do, we didn't want to do anything else. We literally yeah. like set out to do porn. But like, I think it's great that people know that we exist, but it's also important that like, like people do any job to survive. Like no one wants to go to fucking nine to five, like, no. like paper pushing job. Like no one grows up thinking like, this is my dream, you know? I'm going to clean 20 toilets today. Yeah. I'm going to be a millionaire. Like literally every, like we, we live in a capitalist country. We have to work to survive. Like that is a truth. Like, not everyone is going to be doing their passion to make ends meet. And, like, sex work is just another fucking job. Some people love it and some people are doing it to survive, like any other job. It it comes natural to some of us and to some of us it doesn't. Like, Mm -hmm. me, it it comes naturally. I'm so sexual. So it's like, hey, this is a walk in the park. Mm -hmm. And then with modeling for so long, too, and knowing my angles and porn as well, like, I love that the fact that I get to work in both because they both complement my in each job as well. Like, and and because I'm so comfortable in front of the camera naked, mm-hmm. I can be comfortable in front of any camera on any. Which which job do you find more fulfilling, or do they fulfill such different things in your life that like such different? Yeah, like the the modeling helps me with like my general confidence of like mainstream confidence mm-hmm. of like you know acceptance and you know um being a figure in society being accepted in society and then the porn helps me like for my sexuality and like express myself and and like get to connect with people on another level sexually and you know personally mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's different. I guess I guess yeah, that's with like anything. Like, it makes you a like a whole rounded person. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. That's what makes me complete because I have my light and I have my dark, and you can't have the dark without the light, and vice versa for me. Yeah, like I don't think I, I think I would go crazy if I was just like you know mainstream, 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 and I couldn't do a little crazy, sexy stuff nowadays because then that's not me. I would lose myself. Yeah. So around the same time that you got the Richardson thing, um, you got the Pornhub brand ambassador deal. Yeah, right after. Um, do you feel like I? I mean, that's got to be like a sign of the times too, right? Like in our industry. No, I, yeah. Well, no. When that happened, and they offered me that opportunity, I was like, you know, this is like, this means that you know, 
the work that we're doing and the, and I love them for being like progressive and like taking on the initiative of signing, you know, me of all people. Like I'm very outspoken. I'm very, you know, it's not that I'm I'm predictable, but like, you know, I'm I'm a, a whole force. <laughs> Put it that way. And I was just honored that they chose me. Wait, but why do you rep- say those things like they're a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. Like, it's not like it's your like, opinions are like, it's a gamble, I think though. we should like, kill children or something. No, no. But if some people are like, you know, wow, like some, some, what I meant to say with that being said, some people like to play it safe in other sure. words. And they wouldn't sign anyone like me because I'm not a yes person you know some people want oh yes yeah oh my god <laughs> you know <laughs> and who maybe some companies that's the, what they go about and that's what they want but i love that Pornhub was like no yes this crazy bitch right here this crazy and bitch right here trapped. but also like they've you know i i mean like i not that like i'm not that i'm like in those you know meetings where like they decide who the next ambassador is going to be or anything but i have been in a few conversations where like you know they're they're talking about you and like wanting to sign you and wanting to offer you this position and like like that's what they love about you is like the thing is you're opinionated but you're opinionated about all of the right things like you think that we should all be treated like human beings you think there should be you know representation in in porn you think you know like there should be opportunities for all of us like i it's like the things that you're opinionated are, about are like the right things. Although I guess anyone, everyone thinks that about their own opinions, but. Right, right, right. I guess, but, I guess I should just say like they're aligned. Is yes, that- no, I, I love it. I love, I love the fact that they are like, yes, like I love that they offered me the position. I love that, you know, they gave security, first of all, to a black trans woman, you know, knowing how hard it is out here in these streets and how much we have to overcompensate just to be where everybody else is at. For that alone, like, I'm forever indebted to them. Like, I really fuck with Pornhub. Like, they have changed my life and I respect them and I will ride hard for them forever it doesn't even matter however the ambassadorship comes out or whatever at the end of the day like I fuck with Pornhub like they did this solid for me and I ride for them because they ride with me I, I I'm with you I mean like ugh, listen I this is the Pornhub podcast and I'm not trying to turn it into like this I love Pornhub hour and like make this a ad, huge ad for Pornhub because it's not but like I, I mean like even like the way if you look at you know the sex industry has been really like taken a hard hit this these last couple of years because Visa and MasterCard are pulling from a lot of our sites, you know, sites mm-hmm. like OnlyFans, like they kind of like back down for a second there. They ultimately, you know, kind of got bullied into not doing so, but like they were ready to like pull the plug on the very people that built their platform, you know? And like, meanwhile, like Pornhub was like, they co- they continued to like pay us out and like, you know, they're, they're fighting very, very hard for us. And I feel like they, they support sex workers in a way that like, you know, in my decade plus of porn, like I haven't really felt that from any companies really. So even from that and, and, and you know what, you're right. Like at the end of the day, when, when a company wants to choose someone to represent their brand, 
to the world, it's not us. It's not an Asian woman. It's not a black trans woman. It's a white, blonde, big tittied girl. Like that is what a contract girl generally looks like, right? Right, right. So yeah, like that, like like the fact that you and I are here with Kira too, and like that, yeah. that's awesome. Like that is something. It's not nothing. It's important. It's so progressive. It's so forward. It's so like daring it's provocative like it's not even it's provocative it's the thing to do but like some people will say that it's provocative because they have other ideas that are stuck in their head but it's true and and and, you know like you and I aren't necessarily the like the ones that aren't that are going to get the most likes on like the most mainstream page like we're just not because we're not we're not white girls like that's just what it is right like it's so that's, we have our little lane. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of big titties. Yes. <laughs> I just want to, I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. And I'm starting to feel kind of awkward that I haven't. Cause I'm like, I don't want people to think I like did this thing in secret, but like I got bigger boobs. <laughs> so I want to officially announce that even though it's been like, like a couple months. Um, and can I tell you something? I have been saying for years that big tits are out. Like, first of all, I've been saying for years, butts are the new boobs. Um, And I did not think that at this point in my life, I'd be getting new tits. Like, I really, really didn't. Like, I thought if anything, I'd be getting a new butt, you know? Um, And oh, and I also did lipo. Yeah, let's talk about it. So like, I, I, I did lipo on my stomach, arms, legs, and I was going to inject that fat into my butt, but then I didn't want to do the recovery because do you know about the recovery for like uh, like a BBL, which is a Brazilian butt lift, mm-hmm. which is basically when they suck the fat out of your wherever in your body and they inject the fat into your butt. Mm-hmm. But the thing with that is you can't sit down for four weeks. Like for you can't month, yeah. You can't sit on your ass. That's too much. You have to lay on your stomach. Yeah. So I I just – I didn't want to do that. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was really just that I, I I didn't have, like, the energy in me to not sit on my ass for a whole <laughs> I just – that's really, really the reason. Like, I really just didn't want to do that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and what did they do with the fat? They just threw it out. They just threw it out. Just, what a fucking waste. I know. I can't. I know. Uh, I And you know what? Like the other part of me was like, and, and the other thing this, is like, <laughs> but the other thing is like, I was also thinking like, you know, like I, I probably won't. I guess nobody gets lipo thinking they'll ever get lipo again, right? Like we all do it thinking like, okay, this is it. Like new 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 body, new me. Like I'm not going to yes. – so of course I'm no different. I'm also thinking like, okay, this will be my last lipo. So I'll never have the chance to inject the fat. But then like Sean, my husband, was like, like what if, what if I get the lipo and we can put that in your butt? But I don't think I don't think that's a thing. It has to be your own fat because your body will reject it. Yeah, that makes sense. But I wonder if like could twins do it? Like if is it like a matter of DNA or no? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, that's a good question. 
But I want to talk about the breasts because I'm I'm right with you, and I'm I'm on the total opposite spectrum of where you're at. You so what? You want to get rid of your tits? You were saying? Yeah. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna get my implants. What you? So we've been off the podcast. You and I have been talking a lot about boobs, and kind mm-hmm. of just it's this weird thing, right? Where like you and I both our generation. We've all been like brainwashed into thinking boobs equals femininity, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously we want to get bigger boobs. Like what okay, so what what are you thinking? Like to me, it's still insane that someone would ever remove boobs. Like that to me, that's like I can't wrap my tiny little brain around that. But like, what are you thinking? <laughs> So when I, okay, so this is my second boob set. And my first one, when I was like, I think that was like, I was 21. Yeah, so that was a long time ago. And I was, you know, maybe a year in my transition, a year or two in my transition, I didn't have like my confidence to feel like a woman. So like you said, for my femininity, I felt like I needed breasts be feminine and I've got the biggest breasts that possible that I can fit in my small frame. So went through life like this, you know, then I've did my hormones and my surgery, my castration, you know, and then I started to feel, you know, more feminine and woman in my skin. And I noticed like the breasts were detrimental to weight, how I wanted to present myself because they were having me over-sexualized. And at this point, like, you know, I wanted to get back into modeling. So I'm like, okay, these breasts are too big. Like, they're hurting my back. I'm, I'm very fitness-oriented. I'm going to do them over. And this was like five, no, six years ago. How big were they? They were the same. Well, they were like 100 cc's more, and they were like really high profile. So they like started from like up here, mm-hmm. and then they finished like down here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they were like, because what happened is I had very, 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 very little tissue, and the doctor just like shoved a huge implant in there under the muscle. And luckily it dropped, but like not enough because I didn't have the skin. So they were just like, like they came out like this, and they were like really crazy. And for and anyone they- that doesn't know, like high profile just means like they, they're they're more like um they're bigger on top like they're rounder and bigger on top yeah more like volume up here and so it was fun when I was like younger and like I was like yeah you know I'm just transitioning and guys and tension and you know I would go to the club in little strappy tops and just trying to I I was trying to fulfill like the void on the inside I mean yeah yeah yeah, I can understand that too like yeah, yes. like trying to make myself feel feminine with seducing guys with my breasts. And then, you know, I got into sex work and I got into modeling. And then, like, you know, my jobs and my career and my personal life got to a certain extent. So now I'm at the point in my life, of course, I've been modeling, like, you know, my, I, I'm like a supermodel. I still do porn, but like, I feel at my point in my life, I'm the most feminine that I've ever, ever, ever been. And I don't need to depend on breasts or femininity. And in my perfect vision of myself, I don't have 
breasts. Like I had what I used to have before, which is like a little small A cup model mm-hmm. breast, because then you can wear certain clothes and it doesn't look funny. But it, do you like, think, do you, maybe like, I wonder, I, I think, yeah, there's definitely the aspect of like, we don't need, we we're, we are definitely like collectively as a universe or whatever, like we or a country or whatever. Like we're definitely all learning that like boobs don't necessarily equal femininity, right? Like, so right. there's that aspect of it. But then yeah. I'm also wondering like for you, because you're in the fashion world, like for me, I'm in porn. My boobs will never feel big enough because I'm surrounded by big boobs 24-7. That's my whole life, right? Um, yeah. Like for you, like like – do you think that you're affected because you're you're also in the fashion world? So like it's a different aesthetic. Like no one, no fucking fashion model would want a a D cup boob. Like that's no, that no. would just look so not what she wanted to look like, right? Yeah, it's like the aesthetic in fashion is either you're like real thin and you can have a little bit of curves, but you don't have any breasts, or you're like extended size, what they call it now, which is you know, supplely. Mm-hmm. There's no in between, and like I'm, people like me are fighting to get in or whatever. But it's it's still hard because the designers, like high fashion designers, when they make the samples, they make them in a size zero, and this does not fit in size zero. This will fit in a size zero. This will fit right. In a size Everything zero. that's not that the boobs. Not fit in a size zero, but yeah, <laughs> this will fit in size zero. So I'm like. Okay, and then like I'm also like I'm also I guess from being like ten plus years in porn and stuff, I'm over kind of being sexualized now. I'm mm-hmm. over like if I wear this top outside, everybody's like, "What?" So does I walk outside? I mean, I'm sure they're gonna look at it, breast or not breast. You know, I'm tall, my skin color, I'm you know, t- I'm tattoos, I'm a model, but I don't want to be hypersexualized anymore. It's kind of really taxing to my mental state. Yeah, I I always That's talk about mind. like. Like I talk about girls like okay, like like girls like Bridget B with like gigantic boobs. I'm always like, you look obscene even when you're wearing a hoodie. And I'm not saying that like no shade at all. Like I I love big tits. Like, but it's and I, I don't mean the word obscene as like negatively, but it's like it looks like you look like you're wearing lingerie when you're in a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can wear that is it's like and everybody always sexualizes you. And I'm like, I think I'm at the point in my life that I'm like, I don't want to be sexualized. Like when I want to be sexualized or when I want to put on a little, and that's why I'm trying to like reduce my volume to, for my aesthetic. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I think honestly, I'm going to keep it a hundred percent honest with you. I built my body for survival back mm-hmm. in the days. Like, you know, I, the look was big breasts, little waist you know, the sex worker, you know, who that's what gets you the most money. That's what I molded myself to, Mm -hmm. to survive. Of course, the times change, the fats change, the body shapes change. Luckily, I didn't go too overboard that I I can stay stuck in, I didn't stay stuck in the voluptuous body lane, like I can still mesh in the modeling lane. But I feel like more, if I remove my breasts, I will even more. 
like I'm, I'll be beyond my funk solo as a model. And you're not in survival mode as much anymore. And I'm not in survival mode yeah. as much anymore. Exactly. Yeah. That... I have, you know, Pornhub is taking care of me. I have my jobs coming in, campaigns coming in. And so now I'm like, okay, like now I can look how I want to look for my aesthetic. Exactly. I don't have to look how to survive anymore. Mm-hmm. That That's something I think like, like that I I kind of see like online from a lot of like the trans women that I follow, like there is this really specific idea of, there's one specific idea of what like just like women should look like in general. And then like within that, there's an even more detailed like image of what a trans woman should look like. Um, And, you know, like this idea of this like, hyper quote-unquote feminine like passable right like um trans woman and like that's the only way to be accepted as trans and like do you like is that is that kind of what you're talking about like how you yeah yeah that's the blueprint yeah when you come out you have a blueprint and well when i came out and a lot of it's like you have to look like this passable beautiful woman you know if you want to be a little sexy because you know you're spicy like me you're a sexual person then you enhance a little bit more to be a little more sexual but not too much because you don't want to get too much attention because you want to blend Mm -hmm, in society mm -hmm. and you don't want people to notice that you're trans Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and that's what I also think about my body as well too like trans people as trans as I can say, we always try to strive for perfection. And, and like now with me being in the modeling world and seeing like all these beautiful women that are like the most beautiful women in the world, none of them have a perfect ass and a perfect breast. None of them. You know, they have, you know, nice ass, no breast, or a little breast, no ass. Like nobody, it's never, no one's perfect. So I think we have this drive in the prototype in our head that, well, okay, we have to have the perfect tits. We have to have a small nose. We have to have the big lips. We have to have a little waist. We have to have a big ass. We have to have long legs to feel attractive. But no, like everybody's attracted to everything. And like, yeah, some guys don't even like breast implants. Some guys like natural breasts. Some guys like, and hell, I only like enhanced asses. Some guys don't. You know, it's a different strokes for different folks. So I've noticed in my in my life and my transition, you have to please yourself. Mm-hmm. And once you please yourself and you're in content with the way that you look and you feel good in your body, then everybody else is falls in according to suit. That's but before so true. we have this idea in our head, like we have to look better for everybody else, and we have to ad- change our body to make people more attracted to us, and we lose ourselves. Mm-hmm. That that's so 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 true. It's so true. And like, if there's one thing I've learned in porn, and I say this all the time, but like, I just can't say it enough because to me, it's like the number one thing I've learned in porn. It's like there's always going to be people who think you're hot, and there's always going to be people who think you're disgusting. It doesn't yeah, matter always. who you are or what you look like. There's People will jerk off to you, and then there's people who will never jerk off to you, and that's just what it is. Like it's, it's you're never you're never gonna be the person that everyone jerks off to ever. That's impossible. Never. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you just have to be comfortable in your skin. And so now, like I said, I'm, I know that I'm sexual. Like, I don't need breasts to be sexual. I don't need makeup now to be sexual. I don't need hair to be confident. I don't need sexy clothes to feel confident. Like, I know my potential now because it's been proven to me through the years and my career and the relationships, et cetera. So I'm just like, I just want to be like, basic yeah strip it down you know foundation and that's it like because I'm on the inside because I did my work on the inside yeah also like do you feel like that's just something that comes to us with age like I I mean I I remember like being like in my 20s and just feeling so like I just wanted like people to find me hot (laughs) you know and like I just like it wasn't like I didn't have it within me. Like that wasn't it just wasn't available yet. Like it's not that like I wasn't doing the right things or or anything like it just like wasn't there yet. <laughs> like age-wise and like I feel like I don't know, like yeah. as as we grow older it's just kind of like we finally I don't know. I told my girlfriend yesterday, it's like you give, I ran out of fucks to give. Like I used to have so many fucks. I used to care and I used to give them out. Oh my God, I give a fuck. I give a fuck about this. I give a fuck. I gave so much fucks about everything that I ran out. Now I don't care about shit. Like it is what it is. You take it, you leave it. I don't care because I don't have any fucks left to give. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not quite there yet. I, I still give a fuck. I have to admit, like, I, I want, I strive to be where you are, but um, I unfortunately still give a little bit of a fuck, but hopefully. You'll get there, girl. Trust me. <laughs> you're going to get there. One day you're going to be like, you know what? One day, it's literally like one day you wake up and it's like, <laughs> you're like, wait, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. My fucks are going away for sure. For sure. And like, thank fucking God. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm not at your level yet, but I, I, I want to be. <laughs> so that was like my thing with the breasts. I went for a consultation, girl. Oh, it you did? They more money to get them taken out than to put them in. Shut up. Yeah, I went to this doctor here, this girl, this woman I know on Park Avenue. And she was like trying to quote me 7000 just to remove my breast. Well, that's because you're in Park in Avenue. Like New York, New York, New York surgery is really expensive. Like even for my lipo and boobs, like I know that I would have paid a fraction of the price had I gone to any other city. A hundred percent. You yeah. know what? We should do like um, we should do like a Miami or Texas plastic yeah. surgery trip. Plastic surgery yeah. girls trip. Or Columbia. Bitch. Or Columbia. Okay. Yeah, we could really. We could really, really. <laughs> but, like, the, I've always actually thought that, like, okay, because this recovery, honestly, was fucking brutal. I think it's because I did everything together at the same time. But it was, like, I thought, I mean, when I was, like, when I was 20 years old and I got my first boob job, let me tell you, like, I was shopping the next day. Like, it was so easy. I just, like, took some painkillers and I was fine. But like this time around, one, I'm older, and two, I got you know all this stuff done at once, and three, I think like lipo maybe is just a little bit harder of a recovery in general. But like I was like knocked the fuck out for 
at least a week. I couldn't do anything. And I mean, it, it was fucking insane. Like I, I, I genuinely like, I couldn't even like text, like, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was oh just God. so, so, so brutal. But I was thinking it would be super fun to like go on a plastic surgery trip with like a few girlfriends and like everyone get something done and then recover together yeah, like to in the hotel. Yeah. yeah. It, like it, it would be so fun. <laughs> I would totally do that. I would totally do that. Okay, so totally let's we should we should talk about our next surgeries and like align them. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Um all right. Well, I've kept you for long enough. So thank you for being with us. Oh, thank and you for having me. I'm so excited that like we get to work together now and just I know. Oh my god, I had so much fun in Miami. I know. It was days. that was such a short trip. But there there will be way more traveling. Like right now it's COVID and stuff. So like yeah. we're not doing a ton of traveling. We just did that one Miami trip and you just did an LA trip. But like yeah. as things settle down, there's a lot more travel. So yeah. I know. <laughs> it's gonna be dangerous. <laughs> they just told me something in March, and I'm like, I'm there. Oh wait, are you doing that too? Yeah, they asked if I'm available. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm doing. I'm on that one too. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe, okay, maybe we'll here. schedule a little, like, uh, a little nip tuck for yeah. the end of that trip. <laughs> <laughs> to me. Like uh Pornhub, we're gonna need our hotel for like a few days more. <laughs> All right. Well, it was good talking to you. Good talking to you too. Bye everyone. Bye.